Bills fan podcast for July 27th, 2016. Here with you now, I'm your host, Dave. Find me on Twitter at NumBillsFan. Also, the other host, like a 1A, 1B combination, neither more or less. Adam Deacon over here. NumBills, Adam D on Twitter. The 1 2 punch. The 1 2 punch, 2 1 punch, 2 12 punch, 2 7 punch. We're here for all your Buffalo Bills talk. I just want talk. some fruit punch. I want any kind of punch. Hey, Anyways. You, everyone, make sure you keep up with us. Got lots of content coming at you, numbillsfan.com. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Ton of new things mm-hmm. in the works. There's going to be some uh, There's gonna be some, some new chapters in our, in our uh, game that are going to be unfolding here. So uh, stay tuned to that numbillsfan.com. A lot of stuff going on. And if you thought Conor McGregor talked shit, put our face on camera. We were just live. little collaboration, little shout-out to Bills Fanatics. Find them on Twitter, Bills Fanatics, F-A-N-A-T-I-C-S-B-F, on Twitter. Please follow yeah. them. Find them on Facebook. Good people. Yeah, BillsFanaticsBF.com is their website. Shout-out to Pierre. Thought I would get him here. Maybe one day we'll have them on, some one of these great guys. So please check them out. Give them a shout-out. They were nice enough to host us live. Find it on Facebook. We did an awesome live video, Facebook Live, and we lost track yeah, of time. Yeah, nah, we'll, have, we'll have the link up on numbillsman.com alongside this podcast. Um, but, yeah, we, we covered a ton of ground. We're going to double back and talk about some of that stuff again here. But, I mean, we could talk about this all night. We we pretty much talk. Uh, 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 we, went, we went twice as long as we thought we were going to go on Facebook tonight. All we want to do is talk, Bills. That's all we want. Yeah, and it was cool because what you can do is you can live interact with us on there. So it was awesome to have people really interact, bust their chops. We, I, I don't think the world can feed us enough trolls. We are armed and ready. Yeah. Try me, fam. Not worried about it. I'll probably get mad. I'll probably get mad. I'll talk him off the ledge. He might climb on my roof and try to jump off, but realize it's only a ranch. Let that sit. Let that sit. Did you get it? It's a one-story house? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so, Rui, check out that video on Facebook. Again, find them. Bill's Fanatics BF on Twitter. Search it for Facebook. You cannot miss it. Our video was awesome. There's also video from guys from Building yeah. the Herd, Rob Quinn, Ryan LaSalle, some great yeah, guys mean, for information. There's a ton of content coming together in one place, and that's Bill's Fanatics. Um, they got a movement going on, and it's it's cool that they let us uh, sit in and be a part of that tonight. So, again, shout out to those dudes. Yeah, Ron Rico has a wonderful video on their page as well. Pretty much, if you want to talk about Fred Jackson coming back, Get real is the tone, and it's I don't disagree. 
And we talked about that in our video as well. But right off the bat, recent news, Nick Foles was released from the Rams. Of course. Sucks to suck, bro. Well. <laughs> but he didn't always suck. That's the thing. That's the thing. Chip Kelly, what do you have? 25-2 and two touchdown interception ratio that first time? That's pretty First damn year. good, man. That's pretty That's pretty damn now, impressive. I don't know what happened in Philly. I don't know if the, the defense caught on to Philly, to uh, to Chip Kelly's offense, or what the deal was. But whatever happened, Foles turned into mediocre off the bat. So, of course, you know. There's I mean, he did lose some of the guys that were around him. You got you to gotta look at the situation as a whole, you know, broaden the scope a little bit. It's not just Foles. Lost, lost guys on the offensive line. He lost some receivers. It's not, it's not a great situation to be in as a young quarterback. So it's not, it's not all to say, oh, well, they just figured out his game. You know, he had, he had I think to, it was uh, nice of the Rams to release Nick Foles because he is, you, a lot of people would think that he would be an upgrade over E.J. Manuel. Oh, there's, there's a ton of teams in this league that he could walk into training camp and, and compete. You know, not a, not everyone's a lock. There's a lot of guys who uh, might win a starting job. Well, what about Might not this? be able to play as good. But he he's definitely a, a system quarterback. Uh, do you think... Either he works for you or he doesn't. It's, let, let's throw some, throw some shit on the wall here. Okay. Well, what about Chip Kelly in San Francisco? Do you pick this kid up off the waiver wire? How did that end? Nah, I, mean, I don't see that. Didn't he trade him away or, or was he caught? Honestly, I have no clue. From, from Philly. I believe he was traded. I I don't. I, but he knows your. I system. didn't do our homework on this. I, at I don't all. think. I, I don't think in San Fran. I don't think but, Kaepernick's um, shot. I I just I think he's gonna flourish with Chip Kelly, and I, I think if you can't beat out Blaine Gabbert, something's up. Very overrated. I always thought overrated, but Nick Foles. I mean, in Buffalo. I don't even think last season was like really a book? fair. You you didn't get a fair sample of. Uh, of what he could do last year, though, with Jim Tom Sula coaching the 49ers, you know? Yeah, but I mean, but I don't think I, in Jacksonville. I, I would much rather see I would much rather see Colin Kaepernick run that offense. Right, right. And I, I, I really expect But if you it. need a backup, you're telling me if Nick Foles can't find a job and Chip Kelly extends a hand, you're telling me you don't go there if you left on decent terms? Yeah, no, I, I feel like I've been saying it all day. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but like... Here's the deal. What? I, I what are you thinking? I don't, I don't mind E.J. Manuel too much. I, I really don't. I think he finally, you know, we again, we talked about this on Facebook Live at Bill's Fanatics. He's pretty good for a backup quarterback. And he he's, really been around, he's been around the team for a few years. I don't really see, like, trying to bring a guy in, here's a playbook. You already got a guy trying to learn the playbook with Cardell Jones. If you cut E.J. Manuel, you're, you're, you're costing yourself three mil. Yeah. It, I mean, what's Nick, Nick It's pointless Foles, at this point. Nick like, Foles could make probably, I would say, five to six mil. And this is on the whole professional calculations I have looking at the framework of a contract in the past of a man named Tyler Thigpen. Okay, and that guy got four mil a year. Four mil a year. Four mil a year as a backup that, when he was in, was awful. Now, the promise was there with him when he played in Changewee's scheme with Kansas City, but Tyler Thigpen 
was an abomination. Let's call it how it was, at least in Buffalo. It didn't work. I don't know how that kid kept on being on the team. He must be the kid that's good at translating the playbook. But regardless, a solid backup quarterback, five to six mil, I don't think that's too feasible, especially since Tyler Thigpen's deal was like five years ago. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like at least, actually even six. Why are we gonna why are we gonna tie up more money at that position when Tyrod doesn't have a have an extension done? And Nick Foles is not mobile like Tyrod or EJ Manuel. I don't think he's getting out of the way as easy as those guys. So I, it does it doesn't make sense. I mean, I think I think EJ's here this year. Cardale's probably the number two man going forward. I'm, Hopefully, I mean, that's where I think we're at. At the same time, what if what if EJ fills in a few games, say something happens to Tyrod? Oh, I don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. But stop, <laughs> stop it right there. What if EJ? What if EJ Manuel shows? I don't like this. I'm not listening. Right, just, <laughs> what what if EJ Manuel shows? He is a serviceable back, serviceable backup. He does his job, right? Do you? Yeah. And he's willing to stay in Buffalo, and you had to re-sign a backup quarterback. I would want EJ Manuel there. True. And, and here's why, too. David Lee, the quarterback's coach of the Buffalo Bills, was on the John Murphy show a couple months ago, and he mentioned that EJ and Tyrod are like best friends. And he was talking about EJ Manuel peaking right now. He's like, you know, back in the day, we let quarterbacks sit for years. And, and, and since Namath did it, his rookie year, put up some monster. Monster of a job with the Super Bowl. You know, it's for Joe Namath as a rookie. But if you really think think it over, David Lee's making a point that you used to let quarterbacks sit on the bench and learn and learn. And I've said it from the get-go. The Doug Marone drinking game is in full effect for one minute here. Doug Marone did not have a quarterback's coach for a rookie quarterback in EJ Manuel. That kid was way behind the eight ball. His rookie year, you thought a rookie offensive coordinator and Nate Hackett, who, by the way, was not, was barely a quarterback coach with the Bills a few years prior than being here at Marone, went to Syracuse and did some nice things, and obviously the system did not work here. And he thought he was going to double duty as a quarterback's coach and an nah. offensive coordinator first year? Are you kidding me? It's the worst thing that could happen to E.J. Manuel. So David Lee says E.J. Manuel has turned the corner. And we'll say, in preseason last year, E.J. Manuel was tearing shit Yeah, he was making some real nice throws. Deep throws. Touchdown throws. And how do you not like the kid? He's a good kid. And honestly, I'd rather have E.J. Manuel in than Nick Foles. Now, granted. Something happens, you never know. See, I definitely think Nick Foles is an upgrade over EJ Manuel. I, I really do, but we got EJ. It would cost us money to get rid of EJ. Nick Foles would cost us more money. We got to get the Tyrod deal done. Cardale Jones is awesome. I don't care what anybody thinks. Well, Cardale Jones is, is, is very, 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 I don't want to say behind the eight ball, but he is not. Oh, no, he's, he's not, he's not he, I, I honestly could see sniffing backup quarterback, as in, like, quarterback number two for Cardale. No, I definitely. Very, I, I don't see it. 
Oh, I definitely this is what, do, man. That kid's well, got a ton of talent. That leads into our next topic. That Wasn't it one of the topics of the, your five things leading into training camp? Yeah. As a matter of fact, he did make that list. Um, I have an article up on numbillsfan.com this week, top five guys to watch going into camp. I'm sure everybody's already read it, but if you haven't, head on over to numbillsfan.com. Give it a little clicky-click. Um, so training camp starts this week. Can't wait. Can't wait. I mean, this is where we find it's the answers. Time. Yeah, this is where. Because what if Cardale does show up? You know what I'm saying? Then then maybe I'm hoping after camp Yo, he's we got, can revisit this. He's got a winning attitude, man. I like that. I like that. He, I can't believe I am so excited to watch a fourth preseason game because of Cardale Jones. Thank you, Doug Whaley, for making the fourth preseason game is this at home, that one, too? I, I couldn't tell you without, without looking. Oh. But all right, so the, the top five guys to watch, to watch going into camp for me. Now, this isn't, this isn't necessarily my uh, top five most exciting guys at camp by any means, but it's the five guys that I thought, oh, five guys, now I want to Yo, burn. there is a spider on my mic, and you are about to die. Oh, that's inhumane, Dave. You Sorry, monster. Sorry, vegans. You monster. Okay, anyhow. Um, I think this is five five players that might reshape the depth chart going into this season. Are they in order of now, importance, or, do, or can you mix them up? No, nah, I mean, they're pretty interchangeable. We'll go, we'll go reverse order here. Coming in at number five, defensive tackle Adolphus Washington. Our third round pick. Now he's very intriguing to me. You know he's got he's got a ton of playmaking ability. There's some question about his his first step off the line, but ultimately, you have an aging veteran Kyle Williams who missed a ton of time last year, um, and I'm interested to see basically where we're at if if it's if it happens again. And I think Adolphus Washington was a great pickup in the third round. You know, if you listen back to our uh, post-draft podcast, you know, I think that was a, a great pickup for round three. And I think I think we'll probably see him work into, like, a ro- rotational role this year. Here's the deal with him is I think he can he can sink – or he can flourish. Because you had a guy like John McCargo who was on a line years back that was really good. You know, we know a lot of the players on that line. Yeah. So, and McCargo's out of the league, right? Meanwhile, it's like that guy was a product of everybody else being good around him. Okay? Now, Adolphus Washington has some very good players around him with Jerry Hughes. Hopefully Shaq Lawson won healthy, but Manny Lawson should be serviceable, but Ikan and Pelly might be coming up as well, but you also got Marcel Darius. So you got Darius and Hughes. And playing next to Darius is probably one of the best places to play if you're a young defensive tackle. But here's the deal with Adolphus Washington that the coaches love is essentially he's nice. He's nice on pass rush. 
Yeah, he can pass rush right through the middle. So it's if you're Rex Ryan, sick. you're like, well, let me get him with the technician for the defensive line. Who's one of the best ever? John Blake. Okay, North Carolina John Blake. Rex came up with him. We talked about him about six podcasts ago. Please go back, take a listen. It's in the offseason. It's great when John Blake was hired. Go back. NumbillsFan.com has a back catalog that is all relevant. Everything's on iTunes as well. Check it out. Subscribe but, while you're on iTunes. Hit that subscribe button. Mm-hmm. And tell your friends. But how about this? Tell your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister. Tell everybody. John Blake is a technician, okay? This guy is going to... They probably looked at this kid, and Rex probably thought, you know what? All he's got to do is this, this, this. We could shape that up. We could show him how to stop the run. If there's one thing Rex Ryan can do is have a defense that stops the run. So Adolphus Washington, that's his biggest weakness. Well, he's already nice on pass rush, but he's an interior lineman. That is huge. You're not supposed to get sacks as a defensive tackle. Do not take Marcel Darius and even before that, Kyle Williams and currently Kyle Williams' athleticism for granted. Those guys are nasty. Yeah, those guys are. And and Adolphus has every. Incredible. If he can, you know, he had a thing that's very well documented. I don't want to recap because it's extremely embarrassing for him. But he had a thing that I think knocked his draft stock, you know, the character issues that people overhype because the media, most media does not let people breathe and be human beings. Everybody has to be uptight. You know, and, and if you're listening, we're, we're not those people. So I ain't going to judge this kid too hard. And I think this kid just wants an opportunity to prove everybody wrong. And if he can harness that and take on coaching, damn, like you said, Kyle Williams, he's aging. And I, and I never want to call an old man old. You know, I really don't because I, we talked about it on, the, on the, the, the Bills Fanatics Live thing we did. And it's like, you know, I would love a team of just vets. I th- I just want a team of smart people, just very smart people. You know, guys like Jim Leonard, he didn't always have the, the greatest of size. He wasn't the fastest, but he's where he needed to be, you know? And it's yeah, like. Yeah, I like, I like Jim Leonard. Yeah, and, and so if Adolphus. Can, can take on everything he needs to take on and, and really soak in everybody around him like a sponge. He should be fine. And yeah. I think he will put Kyle into a rotational role, and they might want to. But who knows? Maybe certain packages, you'll have him on the edge. You you could never know. Yeah. Or, or rotate out well, with Kyle. I'm, I'm excited to see how that how Kyle that all was on the it. edge for a few, at least... Uh, a bunch of plays. I thought at least a handful of games last year, Rex rolled out some crazy stuff with Kyle on the edge. It was nice. Yeah. So what do you got next? All right, number four on the list is Cardale Jones. We already kind of touched on that. I think he could be the QB2 going forward. I think he's he was drafted as a potential replacement for EJ Manuel if they decide not to re-sign him, which I think at this point I think is a 50-50. I think he's here for the long haul. Cardale, and it's a long road, and with EJ Manuel, I don't know what to expect, but I will say this camp is very important for, for him, Cardale, because he is an unknown, and 
word is, you know, he he wasn't asked to do that much. So his, his, he, he really needs to study, essentially. He needs to get smarter. And what do I know? I'm not a player, but that's really what it is. He's got a cannon of an arm. He's got he's very, very raw. But I'm not sure that in one offseason he's going to get to back up ready in one training camp. That said, it's training camp, and that's what it's for. Right. So let's evaluate that before week one. Pre- I think we preseason should. will be cool, though. It'll be, yeah, it'll, it'll be, be nice. Cool Game four will be awesome. All right, so here's someone who I'm expecting to make a run for the wide, re- three, wide receiver three spot during preseason. Last year's seventh-round pick, Des Lewis. What do you think about Des Lewis? He's a bigger guy. He, he spent last year on the, on the uh, practice squad. And now what I'm hearing so far from OTAs and workouts so f- is that uh, he's really impressing the coaching staff. He's going out, he's making the plays, and looking good. We've, we've, we've talked about the wide, re- the wide Des- receiver spot quite a bit the last couple episodes. You know, Des Lewis has made it through my bullshit filter, which is, you know, sometimes on, on you know, buffalobills.com, it almost seems like over the years and on, on you know, newspapers need something to write about, they talk about leadership. You know, they, they have that, like, that... You know, how is so-and-so going to take on the leadership role? And it's almost like feels like a, a fake made-up, we have nothing to write about story. And, you know, you'll hype up a player and whatever, made-up story. Not made-up story, but even, you know, James Hardy years ago. It was, oh, well, James Hardy worked out with Terrell Owens, you know, second-round draft pick, and he's going to come up and yada, yada, yada. You know, how was your offseason? You know what? There's a lot of people talking about Des Lewis from teammates, coaches, media members talking about Des Lewis turning the corner, GMs stepping up. And when there's that much smoke on a kid coming up from year one to year two or just in general, that many people are talking about him, I think that means we should expect some nice things. That I think that means – Oh shit! If Greg Roman wants to go three receiver set, and you can trust Des Lewis out there, that might be your big body kid to go up and get the ball that you want. And then you throw Robert Woods in the slot. You want to talk dangerous? That's crazy. So I'm in with Des Lewis. I can't wait to see. That said, I hope he doesn't feel he has so much pressure on himself. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think he has a really, really good chance of making this roster. So, number two on the list. Moving on. We got Robert Blatton, the free agent safety. Um, we got Aaron Williams coming back off that in- that neck injury last year. That was really scary. And for me, that's, st- that's still leaving kind of a question mark next to his name. And then you got Corey Graham. Led the team in tackles. Um, struggled a little bit in some coverage situations, but overall I think did an all right job playing safety last year. Um, adjusted a bit as the season went on, I think, and I don't know, maybe with another training camp he steps up, or maybe Robert Blanton goes ahead and earns a job. I don't know if I really feel like uh, 
Corey Graham or Aaron Williams need have anything to worry about. But guys like Duke Williams and Jonathan Meeks are going to have some stiff competition. And, you know, if if anyone goes down, I'm sure he will probably be next in line to get there. Um, you know, again, Aaron Williams had that scary neck, neck injury, hasn't... Uh, hasn't had contact yet and is kind of waiting to see what that feels like. Says he says he's feeling good, ready to play football, but uh you know, you never know, you never know with those injuries. So here here's what I think. You ready for it? Is this why you're talking to me? Yeah. Cuz you want to know what well, I think. I want I want to know what you think. You know, I I I'm really just I'm so qualified for this. You so really are. A lot of people hate on Corey Graham. A lot of people are hating on Corey Graham. Um, Robert Blanton, very vocal at practice. You know, very, very, like, get lined up guy. Sounds like like he knows what the hell's going on. You listen to that dude. Aaron Williams, I heard him in interviews a bunch. And at first, he was very, I got to get hit first. I got to take the hit, and then, no, the coaches are pretty much trying to say, like, he's good to go, and but that could also be the coaches pushing him, which is not good. Um, the clues I gather from Aaron Williams is it seems more psychological. It seems more right. like, like, hey, um, when you wake up and, and you can't move your neck and you're in this brace for X amount of time, it's pretty fucking scary. Yeah. Let's be real. So I wouldn't want to get tackled like and that. And at ever the same again. time, that kid in that game in New England was very emotional, playing out of his mind. I, I recall Henderson having to hold him back. You know, like Yeah. It, yeah it, no, I watched was, it in the stadium. I was at the game and it, he, it, was he was very out, emotional and he was playing out of his mind. That said, that's the heart of a lion right there. And the kid's smart. Yeah, no, I, I love so the kid, ideally, man. I, I really hope he bounces right back like oh, he never lost a step, here. man. Like, that's my dude. He's Cause I'll be honest, he's underrated, man. He I, is. I, I thought at cornerback, his first year, Aaron Williams, at corner, he showed a lot of promise. He showed a lot of tenacity. He showed a lot of that, 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 that fight. And second year, he had a big drop-off. He did not progress like we thought. And then third year in... You know, they tell him, yo, you're moving to safety. And he's like, are you fucking kidding? That was really his attitude. You hear him in interviews, yeah, not really psyched on it. Then again, that's the best move. And that probably saved his career. Oh, yeah. Honestly. And, uh, I, you know, I like I like how Corey Graham started adjusting to the position. I'm, I'm excited to see what uh, Ed Reed's input could do at the safety position there, too. I think those guys are going to only get better from his – from his guidance, I mean, damn, he's like the best to play the position ever in recent in recent memory. Well, I don't know about ever, but in recent memory, that dude's going to the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, first ballot, but he no, no question. He, here's what I think: a lot of people want to hammer on Corey Graham because it's like the Duke Williams effect, we'll call it, where you just see a ball lobbed over the head, can't catch up to him, and you're like, oh, God, fucking damn it, not this again, and. I think the guy that's going to get cut is Duke Williams, which I'll get back to. But as far as Corey Graham, again, reset Corey Graham's career. I, I, I've talked about him a few times, but I'll reset it. Kid came in on the Browns, 
he was a used primarily on special teams, became a good special teams player, but he was a cornerback, okay? He he went to the Ravens because they said he could have a shot to play cornerback. He goes to the Ravens. Remember when the Ravens won the Super Bowl and they knocked the Denver Broncos out on the playoffs? Wild card. They were the wild card team, and they knocked the Broncos out of the playoffs. Okay? The Broncos, Peyton Manning threw two picks to Corey Graham. So what that tells me is they need a fluke. You got a guy here who is adjusted, and he has made a life of working at something and studying game tape to be in the right position. Now, oh, dude, he's a total hawk, man. Here's the thing, though, is his coach, Tim McDonald, heard him in an interview in the offseason, and he brought up a point about Corey Graham. He's like, look, when you're playing safety, you see everything in front of you. When you're playing corner, you're kind of, you got to know what's up, but you're, you're more worried about the guy in front of you. Now it seems like Corey Graham is seeing too much is what happened. So essentially, you're two at that position. You got to understand it's a position change for him. Yeah. And he didn't play too bad. A position change and a coaching change all in, all in one, you know, so. Right. So. Systems changing, positions changing, everything, everything's different. Well, Donnie Henderson was still here, his old right. defensive backs coach. Right. But point being, I think. But installing a new defense, if, if and now he, Donnie Henderson's gone. If he doesn't hold his end of the agreement, Corey Graham, off the bat, I think Blanton's in there. Again. We'll have a better opinion oh, when camp starts. It could starts. happen. We'll have a better opinion when camp starts. But yeah, again, we have to throw our shit at the wall. I can't believe it. So who do it'll you never got? it'll never stick if you don't throw it. Who do you got for number one? James Wilder Jr. Really? Yep, running back, Florida State there. And uh, we just want to give that dude a shout out because he's a super cool guy. We uh we got the opportunity to meet him yesterday actually. Yeah, Bills fanatics threw on an event, and yeah, yeah. well, in in, in yeah. partnership with with James Wilder Jr. Yep, James Wilder. It's a pretty cool kickball game. Had a little pickup kickball game out in uh, West Seneca at the Fireman's Park. Nice little nice little spot in the cut there. Just a just a hop skip and a jump north of Orchard Park for all those who don't know. Um. And it was it was really nice. Um, Carlos Williams came as well as James Wilder Jr. who who hosted the event, and you know you had a nice nice group of kids out there playing kickball, having fun, and it's just I've been to so many like little events over the years, like meet and greets, this and that, and man, n- none of them have ever been like this. Like I didn't have to pay any admission. I didn't stand in line. There was there was like, no this like this was this was like the most chill hangout ever. There was no rock starism whatsoever because like you know, we're rolling out. We got there so early. We drove by the place like twice, and I'm like, man, I don't want to be that awkward. Yeah, thirty two year old dude wearing a tank top, super fan looking guy, and you know, hey, but yeah, what's it's up? all we're good, baby. A podcast, duh. 
But it wasn't like that at all. Like we rolled up, we parked, we finally had the courage to park. I liked I liked it. Dave got donuts. (laughs) Dave, we're we're rolling up, and Dave's like, "Yo, do you know what this guy looks like? Are you gonna be able to recognize him?" I was like, "Dave, boy's six foot three, two hundred thirty pounds. I'm gonna figure this out. Don't worry." (laughs) Phenomenal shape. We we pull up, and I just see like muscles sticking out of a sleeveless shirt. Like, from the street, we hadn't even pulled in yet. I see the Bills gear. I see the muscles. I was like, that's him. There he goes right there. Wait, the one that looks like a phenomenal athlete? Yeah. That guy? Yo, that dude is in great shape. And you know what? Carlos Carlos Williams came out, too, and everyone's giving him a hard time about his weight. I thought he looked good running them bases. Yo, if Carlos Williams had any extra weight, I honestly think he could lose it in two weeks of camp. I, I really don't think it's a bother. Like seriously, dude. It, I think that should. He's just right. harder to tackle, man. He's just harder to tackle. That's all. He, he looked good running them bases, man. He really did. But both of them, so it was me- just super cool showing out, showing out for the kids. Um, we got the we got the video coverage from that on our Twitter. We we went on Periscope for that. So uh, check out the Numbills fan Twitter. You can you can see that video. Um. We're going to see what we can do to get that up on uh, numbillsfan.com as well. Yeah, so James Wilder Jr., Okay. we, we talked about him last week, yeah, last we, podcast we, a lot. Yeah, we really drilled into it, but I think he has a very real chance to make this roster. He might he might edge out a couple of these other guys you got kicking around camp. You know, you got Boom Harum, you got uh, Mike Gillisley, who, you know, look decent. And by the way, honest mistake on our end, we forgot, I forgot that Boom Heron was even on the roster. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That that one kind of, like, got lost in the mix there. But, hey, whatever. It's off season, man. Come on, we got to take this serious. Now we do, but we got to own up to our mistakes. So, sorry, editors, no. But, yeah, anyways, I think I think those five guys right there to wrap that up. I think they got a nice chance of making this. James Wilder has such an opportunity right now, and I wish the best for him because the attitude that he has and Carlos and him were teammates at Florida State. Yeah, no, just like his ad, like even if he doesn't stick on this roster, like after like meeting him the other day and just like seeing what type of person he is, like I'm a James Wilder Jr. fan, no matter where he ends. Well, he seems pretty. He he. What I what I like about him. Is I heard him again. I'll reference it on the John Murphy show. He had a nice interview, and one thing he talked about was really he shined in the preseason with the Bengals. Yeah, and it is preseason. Remember when Marcus Easley, our wide receiver on the Bills, he was like the preseason hero when Chan Gailey was in town. Like, and they would never start him. Maybe because I'm so just, glad he got that touchdown last season. Same here. Same here. Shout out Marcus Easley. I know you're listening. But for for James Wilder, it's like this guy has an opportunity that not a lot of people have. And they have a big running back stable, but running backs, shit happens. Like, shit just happens. And he seems ready to go. And and in his interview with John Murphy, he, he was talking about how he was upset that he didn't even get onto the active roster after tearing up preseason. He's like, yeah, I went to the practice squad. Like, you're kidding me, right? You know, so opportunity 
when he comes knocking, and I think that left a true chip on his shoulder to come in and outwork everybody, do what he can. And he has a real chance. These guys will give him a chance. So I'm fully looking forward to seeing how this works out. Then again, he's got some fierce competition because he's got to make his name on special teams, I think. He's got to dominate special teams. Yeah, but he's, he's got to be versatile. He's done that. He's done that. He can hit. I seen it. <laughs> if you believe in him, Deeks, I believe in you, bud. But again, we're numb Bills fan. I am numb Bills fan on Twitter. That's numb Bills Adam D. Please. That's me. Bills fanatics on Facebook, on Twitter. Follow them as well. We did a great video on Facebook Live. Yeah, find find that on Facebook. Um, you know, make sure you check out all their all their sites. They got a ton of content coming out, videos coming up like daily now. You want insider information? They got people deep. Okay. Yeah, they can. They have sources. Their sources have sources. Their sources sources are good sources. And shout out to the guys out there, the the heads over there, Pierre and Bobby and Ron Rico. They all awesome people. So please. Check them out. Watch the video we did. We had some great interaction on Facebook, and hopefully in the future we can do more. So the more you guys check it out and spread the word, the more our dumbasses will be in front of your face, and you can point and laugh and show your kids what not to be. Stay in school, kids. We're Numb Bills fan. We'll see you next time. And don't get your head tattooed first, okay? Hey, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. NumbBillsFan.com. Peace.